Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs>
in the interim since our last show. So hooray, hooray, he's my first legal gay marriage friend. Uh, that is so getting edited out. Aside from that, things have been pretty quiet around here. Uh, I'm taking a break from the Ryan case for a while. So if you're planning on seeing it in the month of August, don't. Come back in September when I do. I just need a time away for aforementioned reasons that we're not talking about anymore. So Bradford and I got to see some theater in, in, in the time that we've been away. Uh, we got to see a British play, an import play called Jerusalem, which none of you are going to care about for any reason whatsoever. But first of all, it's not about the Middle East. It's not about the Holy Land. It's actually about Great Britain. You know, it's based on that hymn by, I don't know who the hell did it. I don't know, some damn British person wrote a hymn calling uh, Great Britain the New Jerusalem or whatever. And it's about kind of how it's not that anymore. It all takes place in, well, never mind. It's pretty much saying how jolly old England has gone from Jerusalem and, well, well it's just in a state of decay. Moral decay. It's a whole lot of British people doing a lot of drugs and drinking a lot of booze and having a lot of sex in a trailer in the middle of the woods and... It just reminded me of Woody. Because when I think of, you know, moral decay, when I think about strung out Brits puking in the woods, I just think of you, Woody. That's just how it is. But uh, for those of you who do care, it did star Mackenzie Crook, who you would know from the Pirates of Penzance, Pirates of Penzance, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, you know. He's the skinny blonde pirate dude with the freaky eye, I think. I don't remember. I haven't seen him in a long time. This is a great description of the show. The other show we saw was Shaw. Oh, God. The other show we saw had my friend Elena in it, who I was in the Ryan case with. She plays my wife. And she was in a show called Mother Eve's Secret Garden of something, 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 something. Very long title. Um, very funny musical show. It's based on a web series called uh, Mother Eve's Garden, which I highly recommend checking out at, at www.mothereves.com. It's won a whole bunch of rewards. It's become a cabaret show. And then it was a full-blown musical. Which featured a movie, you know, it's about this woman who has a self-help group for women, helping them find their inner things. And it's supposed to be making fun of those things, but they also give great advice. But there's a whole movie, a whole musical number about listening to your pussy. And sometimes you just got to do what your pussy tells you to do. There's a whole song where all like, I stayed out till 3 a.m. Because my pussy told me so. Oh, because my pussy told me so. I spent $800 on my shoes because my pussy told me so. Because uh -uh, my pussy told me so. Guess what Bradford and I sing all the time now? And the whole time I'm sitting there going, Yay! That's my wife up there! Right! Even though I'm not British in the show, so I don't know why I said it like that. You'll notice that the show's a little different than usual this week. Uh, just because of everything that's been going on, it's been hard to focus. And uh, watching movies about people dying and getting killed has not really been high on my list of priorities, just mood-wise. But I can't leave you guys hanging just because I'm cranky. Right? So I got a little something special for you, something from the Nightmare Closet, and a whole bunch of voicemails for you, too. Uh, they poured in like crazy last week, so it, it's good that we had time to just, I don't want to say purge through them, but just get them all out there. Now, I know there are some of you out there, I've gotten letters and stuff saying, Patrick, the show is so long. Why can't you do half-hour episodes? And I'm like, well, I also get letters going, the show should be longer, so I can't please everybody, so I'm just going to please myself. And I'm pleasing myself right now because my pussy told me so because my pussy told me so also i don't like not playing people's voicemails if you took the time to call and say something to me i want to address it on the show and yeah it does bog down things at the, at the back end but i know when i call in a podcast i'm very upset if it doesn't get played 
or it gets lost or something. So I, I, I'm, I'm feeling you guys out there. If you took time out of your busy day to call in and you bullshit with me, I want to at least take time to, to love you back. Isn't that weird how I just equated bullshit with love? So I did get to see a few movies this week um, that that's, that are worth talking about. I see a movie called Buddy Boy from 1999. And this is one of those ones I got from Netflix that just showed up in the mail and I have no recollection of putting it into my queue or why I put it in my queue. But it was odd coming in the order that it did just because it starred uh, the guy who played the father in Wakewood Last episode's main feature, well, he was the star in this as well, and this movie's fucked up. It's not a horror movie. It's not even a psychological thriller. It's, it's, it's almost David Lynchian, but not quite as surreal. He's this, this very maladjusted man who's he's, um, very religious, very piously religious, but very secluded and very awkward. And Well, he starts watching the woman, the beautiful French woman in the apartment across the way, you know, through his little peephole and with his little telescope and nothing goes the way you expect it to and it's it's a look into madness and everything and there are points where i'm going is this part actually happening or is it not happening no this part is happening no this is definitely not happening and and it's got that whole surreal uh, going on there and mr brad was watching it with me too and he's going this movie's really off-putting i don't like anybody but yet i can't stop watching and I said, oh, honey, where'd your southern accent go? And he said, oh, I'm sorry. There it is. I just can't stop watching this thing. I said, that's better. You're scaring me. But it's an interesting look at schizophrenia. And uh, the one thing that was funny that happened, there's twist after twist after twist after twist in this, just because, like I said, you don't know what's real and what's not real. But there's a shock towards the end of the movie that's completely out of left field. I'm not even going to give you the slightest tip off of what it is. But my jaw was on the floor. I was off the couch, jumping up and down, going, No way! Oh my god! And Mr. Brad's contribution to the whole thing was, Is this going to be one of them movies that leaves you with one of the open-toe interpretation endings? And I said, Probably. And it was. But still, I recommend it. If, if, you're, if you're in the mood for something that's going to scramble your brains a little bit, not, not in a M. Night Shyamalan kind of way, or a mindfuck kind of way, but just kind of, Never mind. Never mind. And I saw Black Death. I took the recommendation of Bayou Hunter, I think it was, and Zombart, and I saw Black Death, and it's quite good. Again, not a horror movie. There's, there's, it's a thriller. There's some supernatural elements to it. And um, I'd heard, I'd, I'd skipped it in the theaters because I'd heard it compared to Mark of the Devil, like there's like, torture stuff. They said, oh yeah, there's a whole sequence that's straight out of Mark, Mark, uh, Mark of the Devil, and half the movie's torture porn. I don't know what movie they watched because I have to say this movie is a lot less gory than you think it is it's excellent cutting and editing and i mean there's plenty of red stuff flying around but at the end of the day i'm going that wasn't as gruesome as i was led to believe it was nor was there a lot of torture porny stuff even though there's it, it it's built in there are a group of torturers coming to this little village but there's a great sense of dread and menace and mystery to the whole thing right up to the very last frame and i recommend it it's on netflix and watch and go check it out but maybe in about an hour or so after my show's over. Do I have anything else to say? I don't think I do because I'm rambling on without my usual enthusiasm, but that's not because of you guys. That's because of me. Well, it seemed like everybody on Big Brother this week had, you know, their, their menstrual cycles had synced up because everybody was crying. I'm going to blame that. I got hooked into the Big Brother menstrual cycle sync up. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop doing that and let's let Oh my god! I almost forgot. I say on this show all the time how so much of my life has been founded on the Brady Bunch. And I can't believe I let last episode go without acknowledging the death of Brady Bunch creator Sherwood Schwartz. Thank you so much for the Bradys. Yeah, Gilligan's Island was great too, but I'm thanking you for the Bradys. I don't know where I'd be without them. And as a tribute, Sherwood Schwartz. That's really hard to say, by the way. Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz. As a tribute to Sherwood Schwartz, I'm going to play now a song from the animated series, The Brady Kids. Possibly the filthiest song ever put on Saturday morning TV. Take it away, kids! tuning in for the first time you'll uh, the nightmare closet is a segment where i go back to my childhood and uh, find something that that either gave me nightmares scared the hell out of me or just left some lasting impression and i go back and review it again as an adult this week i'm taking a look at an old radio show uh, called lights out specifically an episode called murder castle why this show why this episode well i'll tell you it's because when I was a kid, my mother bought me an album. Remember albums? Betty? Remember the big flat things? With the needle and shit? These kids don't know anything. But she used to tell me all about the radio shows that she listened to when she was a kid. And Little Orphan Annie. And she really liked The Shadow and The Whistler. And she was particularly afraid of the show called The Witch's Tale. Which was narrated by the witch and her evil cat named Satan. And she bought me this LP because on 
Side B of it was this particular episode of The Witch's Tale called Four Fingers and a Thumb. On the other side was Lights Out Murder Castle. So why the hell are you doing Lights Out Myrtle Castle, Patrick, and not The Witch's Tale, Four Fingers and a Thumb? Well, I'll tell you, kids. I listened to Four Fingers and a Thumb again as an adult, and it's really racist. It's really racist. It takes place in China, and and do I really need to go into detail on the embarrassing stereotypes that are there? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that this show because... Murder Castle is actually a very good story that holds up really well to this day. So enough of my bullshit. My only disappointment about finding uh, this particular recording of it is that it's not exactly the one I had when I was a kid because it doesn't have all the announcers, you know, Arch Obler and his sidekick, whatever the hell his name was, doing the introduction and the oldie-timey commercials in the middle, which were some product called Iodized Yeast Tablets because it was during the wartime and people had beef ration, then they got lazy and tired, so you took ionized yeast tablets to get back your pip and vim and moxie and whatever the hell. I'm still talking. So gather round the radio, children. It's story time. One more thing I need you to do before we begin. Lights. Out. Everybody. for a Mr. Henry Stewart, if you please. Oh, oh, you mean about the advertisement? Yes, that's right. I got here as soon as I could. That's all right, that's all right, as long as you got here, that's all that matters. Come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Uh, just uh, put your suitcase down there. It'll be all right. Thank you. Oh. Now, if you come right this way. Thank you. Just step in here, Miss... Uh... Malone. Ella Malone. Oh, yes, of course. Miss Malone. Now then, you'll have a chair, please. Oh, thank you. Ah. 
There we are. Now then, Miss Malone, uh, to be perfectly frank with you, I wasn't quite expecting you today. Oh, I'm truly sorry, Mr. Stewart. But you see, I, I took the wrong train and I... Well, I had the hardest time finding the house. <laughs> I do hope you'll forgive me. Of course, of course. Don't give it another thought. Promptness may be a virtue, but we all can't be virtuous, now can we? <laughs> now then, um... Your share in answer to my advertisement. Yes, sir. You wrote me. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You're the young lady from, uh... uh from Queensville. Oh, yes, Queensville. Uh, you, uh, have my letter with you? Oh, yes, sir. Right here, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now then, uh, your friends know you came here, of course. There's no one very much interested, Mr. Stewart. Oh, 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 oh come now. A pretty young girl like you, no young bows, and so on, so on. No, sir, there's no one. I mean, sir, you can depend on me to give all my attention to my work. Very commendable. Very commendable indeed. My work, as I wrote you, is entirely confidential. My philanthropies are, to a great extent, entirely sub No fuss, no feathers. You understand what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. As my secretary, my affairs will be entirely in your hands. My checking account, my finances, and so on, so on. Entirely in your care. I understand, sir. It's uh, quite a responsibility, and uh, you're quite a young woman... And as I wrote you, the bank... Oh, oh, yes, sir, I understand. Uh, The bond, I bought the money for it, $300. uh I've got it right here, sir. Oh, fine, fine. That's very businesslike, yes, indeed. Uh, I'll give you a receipt, and there we'll be. Uh, Mr. Stewart... Yes? Oh, my pen. Oh, Oh, yes, I mean, here we are. Uh, My money, uh, will I get it back from the bank any time I leave your employ... I mean, when you want me to? Hmm? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh... Now then, here we are. Received of Miss Nellie Malone. Ella. Oh, yes, of course, Ella. Memory isn't quite what it used to be. (laughs) That's why I need a good secretary. I'm very good at remembering things. Oh, you are, you are. Now then, here we are. Guess this receipt is in good order. Received of Miss Ella Malone. $300 to be deposited with the Merchants Bank as surety bond. And to be returned to said Ella Malone upon request. There's my signature. How then, how's that? I'm sure that'll do very well, sir. (laughs) Now, uh, then, uh, you have got my receipt, but I... uh... Oh, oh, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Not at all, not at all. Of course, I have it right here. I am sorry. Oh, well, I understand the excitement of your trip. Here it is, Mr. Stewart. You see, I had it all ready in an envelope. Now, if you're open... Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Bank can do that when I send it to them in the morning. Now, uh, just put your purse down there and I'll show you through your new home. Yes, Mr. Stewart. Now, we'll go right up these stairs. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, you find I have quite a place here. Three stories high. And every inch of it my own design. Rather... Dark. Oh, oh, careful now, careful. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> Mustn't hurt yourself. <laughs> Hardly the way to start a new job, now, is it? Now, then, here we are. Got a nice room for you, very nice. Fact of the matter is, you can choose any room on this floor. But, Mr. Stewart, your daughters... Daughters? Yes, won't they object? You said any Oh, room. yes. Yes, my daughters. I did write to you about them, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, well, never mind about them. They're upstairs studying. <laughs> now, right here. I suggest that you take this room, at least for tonight. Whatever you say, Mr. Stewart. Uh, get the light on here. There we are. Nice, isn't it? Uh, I, I've never had such a large room. 
If you've got one a little smaller... On the contrary, my dear Miss Malone, you'll find this one small enough. Perhaps a little too small. <laughs> yes, indeed. Entirely too small. But, Mr. Stewart... Locking the door. Mr. Stewart, why did you... Mr. Stewart, why did you lock the door? Mr. Stewart! Mr. Stewart, why have you shut me in here? Mr. Stewart, please. Please answer me. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Mr. Stewart, please let me out of here. Yes, yes, Miss Nord. There's no doubt in my mind at all that you're the very person I want to employ as my housekeeper. I'm very glad to hear that, Mr. Stewart. Of course, the matter of being housekeeper of a place as large as mine calls for definite qualities, you understand, of course. I'll do my best, sir. Well, one certainly can't ask for more than that, no, indeed. Your wife, maybe she'd like to talk to me? My wife? Oh, yes, of course. I wrote you about my wife, didn't I? Yes, sir. Uh, well, my wife is out shopping. As soon as she returns, you will meet her. I'm sure she'll find your recommendations as satisfactory as I did. Makes me very happy. I've always wanted to work in a fine house. Uh, now, uh, about money. Oh, any salary you want to pay me, Mr. Stewart, it's, it's all right. I, I just want a chance to show you how good I can do your work. Very commendable, yes, indeed. Very commendable. But uh, we must agree on a salary. I'm the sort of man who has respect for money and expects a similar respect in others. Oh, yes, and speaking of money, you'll be wanting to open a new bank account, I suppose. Bank account? Yes, it's my principle that everyone employed by me should have a savings account. Bill's character. I'll open an account for you in the morning. You can transfer any other bank accounts you have back in your hometown up to my bank. Convenience, you know. Oh, no, sir, I haven't got that. Hmm? I haven't any money in the bank back home. I, I took it all out. Oh, oh. It wasn't much anywhere. What was left of father's insurance money after... My mother died. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, now then, supposing you leave all your things here and uh, we'll go look over the house, hmm? That'll be very nice. Mm. Yeah, uh, right through this door. I'd be glad to be working in such a big house. Right this way. Oh, yes, yes, quite an establishment here. Designed it all myself. I work hard, Mr. Stewart. Oh, yes, yes, I'm certain you will. Now then, right down these stairs. I'll uh, show you everything downstairs first. You have a washing machine? Huh? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everything modern, everything convenient. High, wide basement. There you are. Now, watch yourself. It's uh, just a little dark down here this time of day. Oh, it is a big basement, all right. Could hang up plenty of washing down here. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Now, if you'll just come this way. You... You building something down here? Building? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Always building, always changing, always remodeling, changing, changing, changing. My hobby, always changing things. <laughs> Hard to keep clean. Now, now, don't you worry about that. Everything will be cleaned up in short order. Bags of sand and concrete, concrete mixer, everything will be out of the way. Won't bother you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, this way. You... You're making more room? Oh, yes, yes, indeed. With nice, clean, concrete floors. Here. Look at this one. Kind of dark. Oh, come on, come on, get closer. All my own work. You see, the floor is still wet. <laughs> I like concrete, don't you? Yes, it, it is clean. Yes, covers everything. You know how deep that concrete is? Three feet deep. Yes, ma'am, three feet deep. And I just poured it an hour before you honored me with your presence. Three feet. That'll make a mighty thick slab of stone, won't it, Miss Nord? Thick enough to cover you. 
Ah, yes, indeed. A fist at the point of the jaw is still a most effective soporific. Uh, well, you're quite a light woman, my dear Miss Nord. Up you go, and in you go. Face down. What an unusual bed you lie in, Miss Nord. Sinking down and down and down. And the concrete will harden. And I... Uh, I guess I will have to get myself a new housekeeper. Ladies and gentlemen, let's lean back now and relax for a moment. Let's take time out from tonight's amazing lights out story. The story of a strange, mysterious mansion and the one woman who entered those doors and was never seen alive again. Let's turn during this brief intermission to a much more everyday situation and a question that's much easier to answer. An angry girl is storming out of her friend's house. And her friend says, What can be wrong with Lucy these days? She crosses a bear and she's losing so much weight she looks terrible. She's just no fun anymore. Well, you know what that well-known nutrition authority says about how improper eating due to wartime living may cause a person to become deficient in vitamin B1 and iron and how you absolutely need enough of them to keep your right weight and energy. Well, I come to think of it, that was Ruth's trouble when she got so run down. So she took ironized yeast tablets. And you know how grand she looks and feels again now. Yes, friends, any number of people who, due to vitamin B1 and iron shortage, were losing weight, losing strength and energy and interest in life Tell how ironized yeast tablets help them regain glorious pep and strength and needed pounds. So if you're short vitamin B1 and iron, don't wait. Go to your druggist this very night and say... A bottle of ironized yeast tablets, please. And now back to our Lights Out story of Murder Castle. Is this the employment agency? This is Mr. Stewart. Mr. Henry Stewart. I'm interested in employing a nurse for my child. Uh, someone preferably unattached who can live here with my wife and myself. No, no, no. Just send me their names, addresses, and references and so on. I'll, I'll send you a check for the services. My address is 424 East 7th. Yes, that's right. Just their names and addresses. Yes, yes, I'll send you a check. Yes. Oh, goodbye. Oh, yes, yes, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. Yes, yes, what is it? Is... is Mr. Stewart in? Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Won't you come in? I'm Mr. Stewart. Thank you. <laughs> You're answering in regard to, uh... your position. You wrote me a letter. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Uh, won't you step in here, please? Thank you. Now, you sit there, I'll sit here. We'll get better acquainted. Put your suitcase down there in the place. So, now then, I'm afraid I didn't quite get your name. Ray. Betty Ray. 
You wrote me. Oh, yes, of course. I remember you distinctly. Uh, now then, you have my letter to you just to sort of refresh my memory on the circumstances, don't you know? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Eh? I didn't bring it with me. Oh, well, then suppose you tell me a little more about yourself uh, and all that's happened. But then father see you off the train, I suppose. Oh, no, sir. It's, it's the way I wrote you, Mr. Stewart. I, I'm quite alone. Oh, yes. Well, but uh, first there's the matter of the surety bond. I wrote to you about that, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Ah, yes, I felt quite certain of that. Mr. Stewart, I was wondering... Yes? Have you had many secretaries? Why do you ask that? I want to know. Why do you ask that question? And what happens to them after you hire them? Tell me what happens to them. Young woman, just who are you? My name is Betty Malone. Malone? Betty Malone. My sister Ella came here a month ago about a job, and I want to know where she is. Do you hear me? I want to know where she is. I, I don't think I quite know what you're talking about. Why do you lie to me? Why do you lie to me? She was here. She was. Oh, then what makes you so sure? A letter you wrote her. The first one. I waited a whole month, and then I came here. And as soon as I saw you, I thought something was wrong. And now I know there is. My sister Ella, where is she? You've got to tell me. What if I tell you again that I don't know what you're talking about? I I'll go to the police. They'll make you tell the truth. I know she came here. I know she did. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Why? Because you're being a very foolish young lady. Very foolish indeed. There's no need to get excited. <laughs> of course your sister's here. And very happy, too. She... She's here? Yes, yes. And very happy, too. Doesn't take me to her. Please take me to all her. All right, all right. No need to get excited. Of course, I'll take you to her. I intended to all along. I was just having a little joke with you. <laughs> is she all right? Is she Of course, right? of course. Now then, come right along with me. Come right along with me. Right along with me. Yes, yes, she's right up here. Been with me for over a month. Why didn't she write? Why didn't she tell me? Now then, right down this hall, and you can ask her that for yourself. This this isn't a trick, is it? My dear young lady, <laughs> you have easily the most suspicious mind of anyone I've ever met. Why, I'm quite a helpless old man, and you always have recourse, as you put it, to the police. <laughs> Here we are, right in this room. Now, go right in. All right. Wait, well, it's locked. Well, knock on the door and she'll open it for you. Ella? Ella, it's Betty. Let me in, darling, it's Betty. What do you know? Ella, please. It's Betty, your sister Betty. Well, now, she certainly is a tight sleeper. But she can't be sleeping. Open the door. Please open the door. All right, all right. No reason to get excited. Oh, quickly, open the door quickly. Now, now, don't excite yourself needlessly. Well, go ahead. You open the door. Ella, it's Betty. Ella, what? Now then, my dear Betty, we understand each other clearly, don't we? Bella. Dead. Nothing like a complete understanding now, is there? Bella. Dead. Oh, it wasn't so difficult. I shut the door, sealed it, and nature took care of the rest. Bella. Dead. She died quite easily. Much easier than others. Why? You mean, why do I do it? It's a very simple explanation, young woman. This is my business. Yes, yes, my business. Some men make their fortunes in stocks, some bonds, some in business. And this is my business. 
Why? 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 Why is any business conducted? Profit, my dear. And I've made quite a neat little profit. Oh, yes. And a very safe one, too. You're dead. Yes. And you're the very first to come wandering about looking for one of my uh, customers. The first. And I assure you, the last. Oh, yes. Thirty women have come in my front door. Thirty-one, including you and Ella. Uh, Come on along. No. I'll tell you all about them. You'll find it most instructive. Yes, indeed. Now, come. Don't... Don't hold my arm. Oh, but I must. These collars, as they twist and turn. Oh, yes, it's best I hold your arm. Get lost easily around this house. <laughs> my most interesting house. Where are you taking me? Ah, yes, there were 30 before you. Most interesting array. I used to read the want ads in small town papers, and then I'd write letters. Oh, most interesting letters. I needed a secretary, a housekeeper, nurse, excellent salary, unusual accommodation. Oh, how well, I knew this had happened. Indeed. And they brought all their worldly bloggings with them, generally in a suitcase. A little here, a little there. Oh, why? I'm sure it's been most profitable. Now, in this room, for example... No. no, don't open that door. No, perhaps it would be better not to. The one in here came to be my housekeeper. Oh, let me see. How long ago was it? Oh, well, no matter. She came as a housekeeper, and after she went into a uh, retirement in that room, I found in her suitcase such interesting bonds. Why, I tell you, my eyes fairly popped right in my head. Oh, yes. It's the uncertainty that makes my little business so very fascinating. Now, let's go down a little way now, down here. Don't make me pull you along. Killed 30 women. It wasn't difficult. Most women are such fools, anxious to believe what they want to believe. They came here for life and you gave them death. Ah, you're the smart one. That's why I'm even bothering showing you my work. I never did the others. And showing you around won't do harm. You won't be talking long. 30 women died. Now, in this room. Oh, uh, let me open it and show you. No. No, don't make me look. No, please don't. No. Oh, you see? There's no reason for excitement, just an empty room. Uh, that's what she thought when she went in here. Then I pressed this button, so. <laughs> and the floor flopped open as she stood on it, and down she went. Down, down, down. Guess into what? A pit of lime. Oh, oh yes, I tried out so many different ways of killing them. You wonder why they'll never find me out? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm much too smart for all of them. Oh, not perfect crimes. No, nothing infantile. But just cleverness in choosing the women I do my business with and an equal cleverness in doing away with them. Oh, yes, indeed. Now then, what was I telling you? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Why, they'll never get me. Ella, seeing you had done things in my head. No corpus delicti. And if there is one, no evidence of violence. Ah, there, that's the secret. Were you very frightened, sister? Pearl of quick lime, there's no corpus delecti to that, I can tell you. <laughs> Not when you bury them in a slab of concrete. Ah, yes, that's the secret. I could only have been with you, little sister. And now, this room, let me show it to you. I, I think this will be your room, my dear. Oh, very frightened. You see the door? Airtight, airtight, yes, indeed. I'll open it. <laughs> the room. Amazing sight, isn't it? No doors, no windows. I could have helped you, Ella. Now, I'll shut you up inside the room, then I'll close the door and press this button here like this. You hear that, little one? You hear that? Pumping, pumping, pumping. And guess what is pumping? Ella, Ella, my head. Air. You hear me? Pumping the air out of the room. Yes, that's clever, isn't it? <laughs> you breathe, and soon there'll be nothing there to breathe, and then you'll die. And if the police do find your body, no mark of violence, nothing but asphyxiation. A most mysterious death, they'll say. In time, they'll decide it's all quite natural embolism, heart attack. Oh, they'll think up a fancy name to clear their files. Yes, indeed, they always do. It isn't right for him to live with the Now, first, off with the pump. 
Now, my dear, I think you'd better step inside quickly now so I can close the door and go about my other work. Quickly, I tell you. No, wait. Wait, wait for what? I want to give you something. What can you give me that doesn't belong to me already? This. Gun. Get in there. Get in that room. Gun. You had a gun in your purse all the time. My father. I brought it for the man who... Get in there. No, 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 no. What are you going to... Get in there. I'll press the trigger. Get in there. I'll kill you. No, no, don't. Get in. Don't. I'm an old harmless man. I was only fooling. I wouldn't hurt you for the world. Revenge. Strike to revenge, isn't it, Ella? He said to press this button, Ella. The pump. It's running, Ella. Listen to it. It's killing him the way he killed you. It's right to revenge, isn't it, little sister? Right to revenge. 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 The air. It's going out. The air. Shut off that motor out there. You hear me? Shut off that motor. Pumping out the air. Pumping it out. The pipe. It's going out. I can't reach the pipe. Shut it off, you devil out there. Shut it off. It'll kill me. Kill me. It's getting thin already. Shut it off. I'll give you anything, anything you want. Shut off that broom. I can't die. I won't die. I'll tear the walls down. Let me out of here. Air. Man's got the web here. Let me out. Let me out. Well, my ear. Can't hear. Drums breaking. Blood in my mouth. My eyes. No air. Bleeding. Air. Give me air. Breath of air. I believe, of anything in the universe. But be with us again as usual next week. Congratulations, Scream Queen. Yay! Awesome. I'm so happy for you. 
Hope your weekend is going to go great and that you're doing lots of fun things in NYC. And again, try. congratulations. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jamie. That was very sweet of you. Short and sweet. This is just the way I like it. And um, yes, I'm sure Mr. Brad and I will be up to all kinds of fun things. And you can rest assured that if we do anything abnormally fun, you're going to hear about it here on the show. So you just stay tuned. Because I know something fucked up is going to happen. Something fucked up happens every time we leave the house. Fucked up things happen when we stay in the house. So it's just a fucked up world is what I'm trying to say. And uh, thank you, baby. Who else have we got? Hey, Patrick. It's Don Bart. No, fuck. Why don't I even ask? Uh, I know. Oh. I missed your last show. Um, I, have, I have good reason, and I'll go into it in a second. Yes. Um, just wanted to say uh, congrats on one year. Thank you. I've obviously enjoyed every episode, um, especially that whole feedback thing where, you know, I get to hear myself talk. Uh, and, you know, it's just rewarding. But you know what that's like. Yeah, everybody And I have that. no ill will against anybody. Feel free to break my balls as much as you want. Yay! Everybody in the pool! Yeah, I know. You're not actually going after me. We're all playing around. It's it's kind of like the the fake resistance. We're all Uh, just playing around. You know what it is, Patrick. It's kind of like when you say, ouch, you're hurting me, but you're not really. You just say it so they think you're big kind of thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's Um, just like that. Right, everybody? Um, I'm going to call back a little bit later, uh, talk about the puppet monster massacre. Super. And another uh, horror puppet television show that I recently got at a convention that I want to uh-huh. kind of discuss and uh, review a little bit. Um, but I have a serious thing I wanted to talk about, and it's kind of going to uh-huh. be a warning out there to uh, all podcasters and just kind of all fans and all movie lovers and things like that. And I feel I could talk about it now because uh, the case has been settled. Um, uh, and basically... Okay. Um, anyone who's out there uh, doing torrents or looking for movies or downloading or anything, um, word of warning, um, they're cracking down. They're cracking down hard. There's new huh. technology out there where if you use BitTorrent or Nutella or anything, there's programs designed that have been um, used in court cases to convict people based on IP addresses. Uh, your internet provider will not save you. They will not protect you. There is a court uh, order that they legally have to give up all your name and information to whatever uh, place calls for it. Um, it's, it's, all these things have been passed just recently in the last uh, couple months. Um, I, one of the reasons I've uh, been absent is I just found myself in a situation. Um, I was accused of downloading a movie um, I don't remember downloading it, and I didn't recognize the title, but I was accused. Uh, Comcast um, sent me a letter and said, well, they said this is your IP address, so we're going to go ahead and give you all their information. And I don't know what this other company was. You look them up, it's a little crappy little, you know, scavenger company that makes, you know, crappy movies, and they have learned that they could put out something on the Internet, people will download it, and their watchdogs will grab them and shake them down for a settlement fee, and they'll make more income doing that than people actually buying their movies. Uh, this is a real thing that's going on. And the, the way the law is set up right now, you're not really protected. So I know I hear on other podcasts people, you know, we joke about, you know, oh, watching that by purely legal means. Um, 
unless you want to be in the same situation because you really can't defend yourself. It, it comes down to, I know I didn't do it. It would have cost me more in legal fees than to make the settlement. And that's what it comes down to. You can't defend yourself unless you want to go to court. If you go to court, you're liable up to $150,000 for one download. The way the BitTorrents work and the way it uploads things, and they have uh, professional witnesses come in. You can't get around it. You, you think you, you can out-talk them? You can't. It's already been decided. Court cases have already done all these arguments. Um, I got off lucky because it turns out that the movie I was accused of downloading hasn't even been copywritten yet. They still have a pending copyright, and they were still, you know, suing me for copyright infringement. But you know, I got I got off the hook with a settlement just to make them go away. Still cost me multiple thousands of dollars, and I'm talking, you know, over three. Um, and that's just lawyer fees, really. And that's with me, with me not having done it, I still got accused of it, and it still cost me that much just to make it go away. It had a liability of going much, much worse. Um, so this is a warning to everyone out there. You know, take this shit seriously. Erase your BitTorrent. Get rid of it because people are just looking to screw you. If you use it, you don't even have to. I mean, all they need is an IP address. They didn't have anything on me but an IP address, and they could get that, you know, using any software they want. It, it's it's a scary Oh, Zombart, you went over the time limit again. God damn it, child. Even when you had something interesting and important to say, you couldn't wrap it up at a decent amount of time. Anyway, uh, thank you for this information. This is, this is, this is very important. Um, and I'm glad everything is working out for you, even though it costs you a lot of money. But let that be a warning to you kidlets out there. Stop stealing. It's not cool. Now, on other podcasts, I established a reputation for being able to find just about anything. In any movie, I can almost always find it. Very rarely... And not in a very long time have I resorted to using torrents. There are legitimately legal ways to find things out there that doesn't require that don't require you having to, you know, put yourself in jeopardy. So don't do it. Uh, Zombar called back again and talked for another four minutes on this topic, but the show is running long. There's a ton of other calls to get to, but I'm going to post the entire three hours of Zombart's call on the website as its own, as its own entity if you want to uh, listen to the whole thing and get the whole story. Because Zombart called in a third time, and really, that, that's a lot of Zombart. Even though we love you, it's a lot of Zombart. Thank you, baby. Hello, Patrick. This is John, and I was calling to say happy anniversary. Oh, I have been listening thank you, to John. The beginning, and I absolutely love it. My only oh. real issue with the show is that it is of its grave consequences to my health. I can't oh. exactly listen to it at home because you're not exactly a friendly podcast to listen to in front of my children unless what I want to. Fuck you, talking about my daughters, and I can't exactly listen to it at work because your show, though awesome, is completely fucking crazy. Which means I can only listen when driving. Uh, which creates an issue in itself because I'm afraid that I'm going to run off the goddamn road because I'm running, I'm laughing so hard. So keep up the great work. I am waiting for my uh, copy of Puppet Monster Master to arrive from Amazon so I can awesome. make my kids, you know, laugh and cry and run around the room like crazy people. Um, what? And it's all good. Thank you so much for what you do. Keep up the great work. Okay, now let me get this straight. Are you telling me? Are you seriously telling me? That you have a problem with your children 
hearing my show. Yet you'll you'll let them watch Puppet Monster Massacre? Cause that movie is fucked up. That's gonna damage them forever. I'm going to educate them. Not only with new words, but with earth-shattering concepts that they're going to need later in life if they're going to be cool. And as for me being a health hazard while you're driving, well, you gotta take life by the horns and ride it. There's something. That was probably inappropriate because you got kids and stuff. But you know what? I'm gonna go with that. Ride me! <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I ain't got not speaking of riding me, but I got in a text from our listener, Drew Bloom, who said that, you know, that it was a danger to listen to me also at the gym, particularly on the treadmill. I don't know what happened, but apparently it was tragic and she can never go back there again. Ha! But I kind of like the fact that in, in my own little way, I'm, I'm forcing you in a closet of your own that you're listening to me in the dark and secret so that nobody else can hear. So that it's just you and me while I warp your mind one show at a time. Oh, I love the power. And I love that you called. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon. Hey, Patrick, this is El Goro. I was just going to promo into my own podcast, Talk Without Rhythm. Plug! Yes. When I thought, hey, I haven't called Patrick in a bit, or ever, since you um, MP3 once, but I think this is the first time caller. No, oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, mostly I was calling in response to your views on uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, yes. Sorry that you didn't... Uh, like it as much as I did. I was very positive about that movie. And um, in response to the uh, your comparisons to it being um, kind of like, uh, what was it, I Spit on Your Grave? Yes. I don't know if that's necessarily an apt comparison. I mean, I, I, I viewed the violence in Hobo with the Shotgun as much more tonally close to something like Troma was putting out, stuff like Toxic Avenger or Surf Nazis Must Die. And those yeah. are the kind of stuff that, you know, I kind of respond to that. You know, I, I liked that really just weirded out, humorous and over-the-top violence. I understand a lot of people don't. Different strokes and all that shit. Sure. And uh, you, you talked about, uh, when you were talking about ticked-off trannies with knives... Uh, talking about the tonal inconsistencies with the, the ones that I saw in it and justifying it that, you know, uh, it's the world of transsexuals and it's a very magical world filled with magical people. I will counter with Hobo with a Shotgun was made by Canadians. They are a magical people, sir. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Keep up the great show and I'll keep listening. Adios. Damn right. Okay, nothing like El Goro plugging himself. I got a visual. How about you? Anyway, um, Hobo with a Shotgun. I didn't hate it. I, I just, It wasn't for me. I mean, most of it wasn't for me. I appreciated a lot of it, but then there was those little things that drove me nuts. And I'm glad you made the comparison to trauma, and now it all makes sense because I'm not a big trauma fan. They tend to wear on me after about a half an hour. I'm like, okay, I get it. Fart joke, dick joke. Dick joke? Dick joke. Dick joke. Dick joke and such as that. And I will counter your counter... With, um, I get it. But you see, like, if you want to counter, if you want to compare it with trauma violence, the trauma sense of humor, quote unquote, is consistent throughout the movie. Whereas this kept flipping into realism and real emotions and things like that, i.e. Rutger Hauer's performance. It was a really poignant, heartbreaking thing countered with this cartoon violence and it just didn't, it didn't mesh well for me. But let's agree to disagree. Or just accept that you're wrong. And as for Canadians being magical people, you got to beware of that. Because the magic that they are is dark magic. It's evil. 
And, and, and like the popular film of last year, it is insidious. You let them into your lives... They buy you a beer. They take you to a hockey game. Next thing you know, you wake up and there's a moose head hanging over your wall. And you're wondering, how did I get here? But by then, it's too late, eh? You're a hoser. Thank you for calling, Elgoro. See you on Talk Without Rhythm. I just plugged you. Pop. Hi, Patrick. This is Dave. Bonus from the UK, we just want <gasps> to know that Scream Queens rules. Woody! Yay! <laughs> oh, it's a party. Okay, I know you've got a five-minute rule and this is not actually your birthday. And if you play it on your podcast, I'm just going to be saying about Anyway, my darling, love you. Bye. And my penis is back. If he plays that, you've got to let me listen to him. You forgot to hang up the phone. Just a guy in New York. Just a guy in New York? Cunt. <laughs> Bunch of cunts. Oh, Woody, thank you so much for calling in. And you called it with friends. And you're pissed. Not that I'm surprised, because, Woody, I love you. Dave, baby. But you're a train wreck. <laughs> Every posting on Facebook is like, oh, I'm pissed and can't find my way home. Ooh, I'm hungover again. Ooh, I just threw up on myself in the tube. Oh, but Woody, I love you. And you know what? You're also a first-time caller. Yay! But that really doesn't seem appropriate for you because you're also my first international caller. So I think that needs its own special fanfare of its own. Something like... Screaming Queens from around the world! Of which you are the first. Which means you are not getting a tiara because you people have enough fucking crown jewels already. Go nick one of those. She ain't gonna miss nothing. You have my permission. Tell her I sent you. It's true. Queen Elizabeth and I were very close. I met her at a tea dance on Cherry Grove once. But that's another story for another time. Thank you for calling, Woody, and all your drunk-ass friends. No, I thought British people classed the place up, but, well, who needed that? Next call. Hey, Patrick. It's Kristen from Michigan. Um, hey, sugar. I'm just calling you. It's very late, and I'm at work. And I just finished listening to your latest episode, and I just wanted to call and let you know that, um, first of all, uh, I wanted to thank you, honestly, for cheering me up. It's been... Oh, you're welcome. Well, let's just say I'm going through a really hard time. Mm. And... You and me both, baby. Just listening to your podcast is is making things so much better, and it really does a lot to cheer me up. Um, and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate it. And uh, as for using Very your uh, Xbox to blow off steam, I totally understand um, I do that too. Oh, uh, good, good girl. I've been playing, um, well, I've been playing way too much, uh, yes. games where I get to kill things. Yes! And putting my boss's face on the enemies. Girl, we gotta hook but up on Xbox. Let's go. That's story. Get on that. Um, I can't believe that the other caller ca- ruined Harry Potter for you. That, I know. That's horrible. And... I just I want to send out a uh, a, a a flip in the bird. 
<laughs> from from a true avid Harry Potter fan to someone who, you know, just unfortunately you can't hear a bird up. flip on the on audio. But it, all right. it's just wrong. That was wrong. Was, I know it was awful. I've forgiven it's her. Horrible. I've moved it's on. a horrible thing to do. I we've moved on. Um, and I'm sure that back. somebody else has called in um, about the contest, but no, I they haven't. You call in and um, use the term douche canoe. Yes, in reference yes! to Tom Mahone. Mahon, Man. I don't know how you say his name from Tom the Project, which, by the way, sounded really neat, and uh, I would totally go see that. I read that book a million years ago, and. Mm-hmm. I had completely forgotten about it, and now thanks to reading this little thing on the website, I'm totally going to go look it up and reread it because I remember how much I loved it, and I had completely oh. forgotten about it. It's a great book. So thanks for that, too. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, Douche Canoe. Yes. Great. great. Huge one. That's a, that's a great term of <laughs> wrongness. I'm gonna. That one's going into the lexicon. Excellent. Anyway, that's what I. That's what I this is all about. Um, keep up the good work and congratulations on one year. Thank you. I know I didn't call in on the day, but congratulations. Doesn't matter. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I forget if it was Dear Abby or Ann Landers who said that it's never too late to send a thank you note. Well, either way, the bitch is dead, but that's regardless. Of the, defeats the whole purpose of the purpose of the statement. <laughs> Have another beer that you're not actually drinking, Patrick. No, uh, I just meant to say you're never too late to call with congratulations and, and good good wishes and things like that. In my opinion, not even when it's just me when I do it to other people, it's never too late. And so you were right on time, girl. And you're welcome. I'm glad I could cheer you up. I know it's been, seems to be, I don't know what's in the air lately or what, like, astrological arrangement the planets are in or some shit. But everybody I know has just been mired in such awful shit all summer long. Not just me, not just you. It just seems like everybody. And uh, misery loves company, and that's why we're all here together for the good company. And uh, douche canoe, thank you. My God, I thought I was going to go to my grave without hearing another living person besides Mr. Brad say the words douche canoe, especially on the air, because that man was a douche canoe. Tom Mann, I hope you're listening. I hope you're paddling your douche canoe down the river, and it overturns, and you get eaten by a bear who thinks you're a salmon. Fuck you. If you want to know why I'm so mad... Why don't you go over to the goddamn website and read the reviews of the Spoon River Project and find out what the fuck I'm raving about right now. And as much as I love Douche Canoe, I can't claim credit for it. It was Sandra who, who uttered the words in reference to Tom Mann, the Douche Canoe, uh, while we were there. And uh, Sandra, you might remember, was the very first Scream Queen of the Week Award winner. Way back when. But you know what? She's not pimping it out, so I'm taking total cre- credit for it. I'm taking total credit for this because I can because I have a microphone and she doesn't. And so you, baby, are the winner. So I need to get your information so I can send you an awesome prize. And you know what? Just since I used to use Spoon River as an acting manual, I might as an Easter egg after one of the programs. Not this episode. After one of the episodes. Not this one. I might record one or two of my little soliloquies from the Spoon River anthology. Just for you, baby. Just for you. It has nothing to do with my ego or feeling the need to blow out my monologues and, and show how talented I am to the world all over again. 
all the time, but it's just for you. It's a present for you. Let's go for that. God damn it! Next call. Hey, Patrick. It's Gracie's Spike. It is now. Who? Wait, wait, wait. Who? Wait, 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 wait. Let's try that again. Hey, Patrick. It's Gracie's Spike. It is now July the nope, 29th. No idea. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy anniversary. anniversary. Happy anniversary. anniversary. You're welcome. Oh, well, thank you, bitch. <laughs> it's a good thing your name got blipped out. Anyway, thank you, man of mystery, for the well wishes and the anniversary song. That was awesome. Anything Flintstones related is always good by me, baby. Well, except Rosie O'Donnell. Because I hate her. You heard it here first. Um, thank you, Mystery Caller. And I hope to hear from you again, whoever you are. Hey, Patrick. It's Zombart. No, Bach. Why don't I uh, even ask? I know. Oh. I missed your last show. Um, I have I have good reason, and I'll go into it in a second. Yes. Um, just wanted to say uh, congrats on one year. Thank you. I've obviously enjoyed every episode, um, especially that whole feedback thing where, you know, I get to hear myself talk. Uh, you know, it's just rewarding. But you know what that's like. Yeah, everybody And I have that. no ill will against anybody. Feel free to break my balls as much as you want. Yay! Everybody in the pool! And, yeah, I know. You're not actually going after me. We're all playing around. It's, it's yeah. kind of like the, the fake resistance. We're all uh, just you, playing you, around. You know what it is, Patrick. It's kind of like when you say, ouch, you're hurting me, but you're not really. You just say it so they think it's a big kind of thing. Yeah, you, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's just um, like that. Anyway, right, hey, everybody? Um, I'm going to call back a little bit later uh, talk about the Puppet Monster Massacre. Super. And another uh, horror puppet television show that I recently got at a convention that I want to uh-huh. kind of discuss and uh, review a little bit. Um, but I have a serious thing I wanted to talk about, and it's kind of going to uh-huh. be a warning out there to uh, all podcasters and just kind of all fans and all movie lovers and Things like that, and I feel I could talk about it now because uh, the, qu- the case has been settled. Um, uh, and basically, okay. um, anyone who's out there uh, doing torrents or looking for movies or downloading or anything, um, word of warning, um, they're cracking down. They're cracking down hard. There's new huh. technology out there where if you use BitTorrent or Nutella, or anything, there's programs designed that have been um, used in court cases to convict people based on IP addresses. Uh, your internet provider will not save you. They will not protect you. There is a court uh, order that they legally have to give up all your name and information to whatever uh, place calls for it. Um, it's, it's, all these things have been passed just recently in the last uh, couple months. Um, I one of the reasons I've uh, been absent is I just found myself in a situation. Um, I was accused of downloading a movie. Um, I don't remember downloading it, and I didn't recognize the title, but I was accused. Uh, Comcast um, sent me a letter and said, well, they said this is your IP address, so we're going to go ahead and give you all their information. And I don't know what this other company was. You look them up, it's a little crappy little, you know, scavenger company that makes, you know, crappy movies, and they have learned that they could put out something on the Internet, people will download it, 
and their watchdogs will grab them and shake them down for a settlement fee, and they'll make more income doing that than people actually buying their movies. Uh, this is a real thing that's going on. And the, the way the law is set up right now, you're not really protected. So I know I hear on other podcasts people, you know, we joke about, you know, I was watching that by purely legal means. Um, unless you want to be in the same situation, because you really can't defend yourself. It, it comes down to, I know I didn't do it. It would have cost me more in legal fees than to make the settlement. And that's what it comes down to. You can't defend yourself unless you want to go to court. If you go to court, you're liable up to $150,000 for one download, the way the BitTorrents work and the way it uploads things. And they have uh, professional witnesses come in. You can't get around it. You, you think you, you can talk them? You can't. It's already been decided. Court cases have already done all these arguments. Um, I got off lucky because it turns out that the movie I was accused of downloading hasn't even been copywritten yet. So they still have a pending copyright, and they were still, you know, suing me for copyright infringement. But you know, I got I got off the hook with a settlement just to make them go away. Still cost me multiple thousands of dollars, and I'm talking, you know, over three. Um, and that's just lawyer fees, really. And that's with me, with me not having done it, I still got accused of it, and it still cost me that much just to make it go away. It has a liability of going much, much worse. Um, so this is a warning to everyone out there. You know, take this shit seriously. Erase your BitTorrent. Get rid of it, because people are just looking to screw you. If you use it, you don't even have to. I mean, all they need is an IP address. They didn't have anything on me but an IP address, and they could get that, you know, using any software they want. It, it's it's a scary. Oh, Zombart, you went over the time limit again. God damn it, child. Even when you had something interesting and important to say, you couldn't wrap it up at a decent amount of time. Anyway, uh, thank you for this information. This is this is this is very important. Um. And I'm glad everything is working out for you, even though it cost you a lot of money. But let that be a warning to you kidlets out there. Stop stealing. It's not cool. Now, on other podcasts, I established a reputation for being able to find just about anything. Any movie, I can almost always find it. Very rarely, and not in a very long time, have I resorted to using torrents. There are legitimately legal ways to find things out there that doesn't require that don't require you having to, you know, put yourself in jeopardy. So don't do it. Uh Zombar called back again and talked for another four minutes on this topic, but the show is running long. There's a ton of other calls to get to, but I'm going to post the entire three hours of Zombar's call on the website as its own as its own entity if you want to uh listen to the whole thing and get the whole story. Because Zombart called in a third time, and really, that, that's a lot of Zombart. Even though we love you, it's a lot of Zombart. Thank you, baby. Hey, Patrick, this is Trey. Hey, I Mr. Trey. Because uh, I just saw a little horror movie I want to talk about called Wreck 2. That's ah, R-E-C, yes. R-E-C, and it's a sequel to the Spanish horror movie that came out a couple of years ago. And Rick I dos. love the first Wreck. I thought it was great, so I was excited to see the second one. Um, the basic plot is, you know, People stuck in an apartment building with a virus that turns people into 28 days later style zombies. Yes, um, not a virus. And I gotta say, though. the sequel, yeah, didn't hate it, didn't love it. Hmm. Um, my, my first thing was, a, my, I guess my first complaint was 
the first movie, the first wreck, was really intense, really a lot of action, a lot of suspense. Um, as the movie goes on, the infected people start to rise. You know, starts to be more of them than there are survivors. And yes, it felt like it was a very relentless movie with all these monsters coming after you. The second one, a SWAT team goes into the apartment building and they dispatch most of these little zombies. So there wasn't the intensity that the first movie had. You okay. Know, people kind of wander around without too much fear. And there's still some, some things that to worry about, but n- not like the first one. So that was my first complaint, was I just wasn't as intense as the first one. Fair enough. Uh, my second complaint was they introduced some teenagers halfway through the movie. Yeah. And I just thought that was so generic and just so stupid. A bunch of kids get stuck in there, and then we switch to their point of view, and it was just pointless. And if, in fact, at one point, the SWAT team takes the teenagers, they lock them up, and that's the last we hear of them. They lock them up in a closet, and that's, that's it. No more teenagers. Well, I'm good. glad to see that happen. Um, now, for what I did like about the movie, the first wreck kind of got more into the nature of, or hinted at the nature of the virus. It didn't say exactly what was causing it, but it kind of uh, hinted at what the origin was. Did. The second one commits to an origin, and it wasn't what I was expecting, and I kind of liked it. It made the movie feel a little bit different from the first one, and I could see people being split. Some people may hate where, where they went with it. Some people may like it. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was different. They had a, a lot of little callbacks to the first movie. Some characters returned. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending was good enough. I've read that they're doing a Rex 3, which is basically going to be the virus takes over the world, and that's just so generic. I'm, I'm sick of these movies where it's like Resident Evil, where the virus takes over the world yet again. I want to see yeah. something a little different with it. But Wreck 2, you know, I was a little disappointed. The first one was so good, and this one just seemed not quite as intense, just kind of there. But still, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. It held my interest. I appreciate that they took the first story, kept running with it. I think it starts off 15 minutes after the first one. It just keeps going. So it felt like Wreck 1 and 2 could have been one long movie. Anyway, so that's my review for this for this podcast. Hope you're doing well, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, Train, my not-so-evil twin brother. I agree with you on a lot, and I disagree with you on a lot of stuff. I, I got to see this in the theaters, which I guess always is a different experience. And, um, yeah, I guess there is an intensity difference, but that's that's okay, and I think to be expected, because we already know what's in there. So, uh, I, I, I don't know if that made any sense. No, I'm not making any sense. But um, I didn't mind the lack of intensity, because you had to... Have to spend some time meeting the new characters and stuff. And speaking of the new characters, I am on board with you about the teenagers. I thought when they introduced them, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, this is so lame. They're just doing this to get teenagers in the movie. But I did kind of like how everything wound up with them. Pretty fucking grim. And they're out of the movie halfway through, like you said. But I did like that part where, where, well, you know, it involved a gun and a girl. That part was fucking awesome. And as for the returning characters, initially, when the woman who survived for the first time, sorry, I, I, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but this does not happen too deep in the movie. Uh, the woman who was the, last, the newscaster, who was the last woman standing in the, in the original film, shows up again. And I was like, cock a duty! You know, like Kathy Bates in Misery. I'm like, you're totally fudging the ending, and I hate when movies do this. Halloween f- resurrection, I'm looking at you. Oh, remember when we cut Michael Miles' head off? That didn't really happen. I hate that. I hate that. But then they justified it really well, and they took it someplace really exciting, and then I was on board. They didn't give us the standard, oh, no, I just, I got away. You didn't see me get away. They had a whole other thing happening. 
And that worked for me. And as for Rec 3, I'm a big fan of letting a movie end when it's over. I hate when movies keep going back and milking a, mo- a, f- a film that was over. I'm thinking about the original Saw. It was over. Game was over. Perfectly satisfactory ending. But no, we had to go back. There's been a bunch of others. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I'm all for letting a franchise... You know, why does everything have to be a franchise? Franchises might make money, but as far as art goes, they suck balls. Now, uh, I forget who it was. It was either Hogan or a Bayou Hunter last time had called in to recommend this movie. And I had said uh, I actually liked Quarantine better than I liked Wreck. And I know that horrifies a lot of people. I know Wreck is a better film, but one thing, I saw Quarantine, an opening night in in Times Square, and it was the perfect storm of movie viewing, horror movie movie viewing, that doesn't happen very often, especially opening night in Times Square with a packed house, because usually it's the wrong kind of rowdy, but this was, you know, in a 500 people, totally into the movie, and it got intense, you know, there was that infectious feeding on each other, where like the, the... nervousness spreads and to be perfectly honest for the last half an hour of the film I had no idea what was going on it was like being in a fun house things were popping up and I'm just screaming non-stop for like 35 minutes and so was everybody else and it was it was amazing and intense and when you watch it when I watch it by myself it doesn't have that anymore but I remember that also something that worked for me in quarantine versus wreck um you had mentioned the origin of the virus as you called it, I thought they made it pretty fucking clear in the original wreck that it wasn't a virus at all, that it was possession, that it was a demon. Because when I saw the first wreck, that's what I didn't like. And they were really sledgehammering about it. And I'll tell you why. Because maybe it's because I'm living in New York and we're always getting shut down. You know, things getting shut down for quarantine for some reason or another. And this came out right when the bird flu. Was it the bird flu? Was that the one thing that we were all afraid of a couple years ago? Or was that the swine flu? I don't remember. Swine flu. Swine flu was going around, and the day I saw it, I had actually gone to a rehearsal that had to be canceled because it was in a school where swine flu showed up. And I, I, that was like the third time that week that I had tried to go somewhere and was not able to get in because of swine flu. So a viral origin is much more frightening to me than a, uh, um, uh, a spiritual origin or demonic origin just because it's real. And actually, when I broke it down and put on my Professor Patrick hat, I said, you know, it makes sense that they went these two different directions because uh, Spain is a very religious country. They're primary, uh, predominantly Catholic and um, passionate Catholics is that. Whereas here, we've become so obsessed with germs and, and viruses and anything. I mean, we go through hand sanitizer like it's like it's going out of style and you know, people walking around with masks all the time and ooh, 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 ooh. Sanitize, sanitize everything, sanitize, don't touch anything, blah, blah, blah. So it makes sense that germs are scarier here. And I was extrapolating upon that because I said in the original quarantine, one of the first things that happened in the house is somebody kills a rat. I'm like, oh, fuck. If it's a virus and the rats have it, it's already out. It's already everywhere. There was no rat in quarantine, uh, in wreck. But, you know, to each his own. I get it, but I just had the perfect storm watching it, and nobody will ever take that away from me, no matter how much you try. And people do try. But fuck them. But I love you, Trey. I love you like my luggage that the cats are currently sleeping in. Anyway, next call. Thank you for calling, and bye. Bye, bye, bye. Hi, Patrick. It's Kristen from Michigan. I'm calling again. Again? Same day, but I just watched Wakewood, 
I yes. got a fork, and I wanted to call and leave a few comments on it because okay, please do. I really liked this movie. Oh, good. Um, there was just a few things that uh, well, they they left me with a few questions. Why is it that in Ireland dogs favor children over baloney? <laughs> um, Have you had Irish baloney? Why would a child of a vet not? know better than to open the cage of a dog that's drooling and looking at you like you're a side of beef. I'm not a child of a vet, and I know better. Well, you didn't get your face chewed um, off. Well, she learned. Kind of disappointed that, you know, it had to follow the rules of, you know, the animals always die. And in this one, they went all out and killed all manner of animals. Yeah, they did. Um, Now... I did notice that in the credits, they listed the dog, and they gave his name as Nico. Nico! Now, there were two dogs in the movie. Were they both named Nico? I think it was the second dog. Just think about it. But, uh, shut up. And this movie brought up an, an interesting trend. It brought to mind a trend that's been going on in the movie industry, in horror movies lately, that I, I don't understand. And that is, I'm why is it that when women... In the horror movies, are acting scared. Yes. They have seizures. I noticed that too. I don't get it. Me either. I've noticed this in several of the recent horror movies I've watched, and I don't understand the women having seizures. I don't know. It's the new fainting. Fear. Horror movies in the nineties and the eighties, and you know, from you know the time of. Ages and ages back, women could portray fear in any number of ways, and none of it was seizuring. But why now is it common for them to have palsy? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. Do you have any insights? Let me know. I th- I don't know. I think everybody anyway, thinks it's the first one I to do it. I just wanted to call and let you know that I really did enjoy it. Great. Despite my questions. And, uh, <laughs> They're smart-ass questions. Um... Though it, it does um, echo a lot of different films, it was very um, original in a lot of its its things, and it was very atmospheric, and, and I really did enjoy that. And you're right, it does bring up uh, a very uh, Wicker Man feeling, which yeah. actually makes me happy. Me too. But uh, Wicker Man. Anyway, that, that's it. Have a good day. and. Thank you. Um, Good wishes and prayers to your family and hope thank things you. get better for you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, okay, <laughs> bye. Thank you for calling in again, Kristen. Um, I appreciate, well, I appreciate you calling in because you like the movie. See, most times when people respond to me recommending a movie, it's because they hated it and they're pissed at me. So it's nice to hear from people when something I, uh, it's, it's not in the spotlight that you know, it might be a risk to sit down and watch, that, that you enjoyed it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, your questions. I enjoyed your questions because they're the smart-ass questions of someone who liked the movie. And they're right. I'm just guessing that, you know, Irish bologna is gross. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just going to go with that. And the dog had sense, you know. You know, are you going to go for Tasty Child or are you going to go for bologna? 
As for her opening the cage, maybe she had a death wish. Maybe she had, maybe she just was so tired of her whiny-ass mother not being Amy Steele that that girl did not want to live anymore. And maybe there was only one dog. Maybe one dog was the other dog and in the other dog's costume. Ah! And I don't know about the seizures. I just... I saw that in two other movies besides this one. Um, one of them was Buddy Boy, which I talked about earlier, or maybe I didn't because I'm doing this all out of order. Uh, but Buddy Boy, the, the, the French girl, every time she got threatened by anything, she had a seizure. I mean, personally, I kept going, that's a defense mechanism. I don't think she's really having a seizure. I think she just wants all attention on her and everyone to stop yelling, so I'm going to have a seizure. But I don't know what it is. I think people are trying to be cutting edge. I don't know if you heard me because you were talking, but I think it's the new fainting. Fainting got us through all the way through the 60s and occasionally in the 70s, but then all of a sudden women got tough. Now they're going back to, let's find something new, something out of their control. How about seizures? And also, you called it seizuring? Like, how come all these women keep seizuring in films? And when you say it fast, it sounds like scissoring, and that's a whole other kind of horror movie. And if you're going to do that as a fear response, well, you're going to get me out of the room. If I'm attacking you and you start scissoring, I'm going to leave. So if, if, and that is the sound of the show jumping off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, Kristen has broken me. Okay, and now since I need to stop and take steel wool to my brain to scour that image out of it, I think it is time that we wrap this puppy up for another week. Be sure to join us next time because our special guest is going to be none other than the world-famous Robert R. Best, who's going to be joining me to discuss the 1977 classic... Satan's cheerleaders. And in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me here, you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. Or you can give me a call at 347-767-3509. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. And you could just rock the boat, but don't rock the boat over. So until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, I remember gathering around the radio, listening to that little orphan Annie. And I used to think, what a fucking whore. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, goes some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>
the um the point and stuff. But my problem is that when someone says shit on it to me, I watch too much happiness. It's followed up with Potsy in my head. So it'd be shit on it, Potsy. And I don't know about you. I don't want to see Potsy sitting on what I think they're talking about sitting on. You know, but, you know, teach his own, right? Now, the second one is called, well, it's out of Eastern Europe, and there's a whole bunch of porn coming out of Eastern Europe since the Berlin Wall went down. And personally, it scares me because I kind of worry that people are doing it for loaves of bread and shoes and stuff, but sometimes the titles don't translate well, and I certainly hope that is the case with this one, because the number two unerotic title is Blow Your Wad in My Cave of Shit. Listen, I don't want to be doing anything in your cave of shit. I want to, like, brick up your cave of shit. Clean up your shit cave. What's the matter with you, girl? And the last one, I found right here in my house. Well, we were putting stuff in storage. I found it in Mr. Bragg's VHS collection. And the number one unerotic title in gay porn is... Whispering Dicks. Whispering Dicks. What does that even mean? Can you tell me what that means? I don't know what that means. Because when I first looked at the, the box, I thought it said whistling dicks, and that's not really much better. But I figured, hey, Brad's from the South, maybe it's a play on whistling Dixie, but no, it's whispering dicks. That makes me nervous. I'm just picturing Dick talking about me to be like, get a load of her. And that is not sexy to me. I have to be afraid that the dick had sprung a leak. Okay, that's all I gotta say. You Did I mention he was really drunk? Oh my god. <laughs> I got hung up on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Patrick. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Who is he? Oh yeah. That was nice of him to call again. Oh. Clean up your shit game, girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> you know what? I listen to this. Uh, it's talking about you when I, you're sleeping at night. No. This made my morning the other day no. when Which I found this. $14.99 on CD, you can have the Whispering Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're the Whispering Dicks! Ready? <laughs> oi, 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 oi! Uh, no, it sounds more like one ironic. of those old like, folk bands that wear their guitars up by their necks. <laughs> like the Kingston Trio. They said they from a Mighty Wind or something. Yeah. 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 Clean up your shit cave, girl. Yeah. Girl, I love how <laughs> you add the girl. That girl, was, that was really I enjoyable. I like it when that horror hound because we get together and just read bitches. Yeah, <laughs> we're like the library is open, oh. <laughs> 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 and we just go off on bitches. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. What have you said about me? I know you have. Chapter one, your grill. Oh, <laughs> he's oh like, my god! He's like that girl needs to clean up her shit cave. <laughs> Chapter oh, two, your shit cave is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. My Thank you, you so much, Patrick. A Kindle for your reading. Thank you, Patrick. They go everywhere. Great job. Screenqueens.com. <laughs> <laughs>